Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is... The Nitro Rifle, twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Good morning, Blessing Junior. Good morning, Andy Cortez. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. I saw that you started playing Diablo 4 yesterday. I did. At To what degree? I So it was my first time picking up the game. Uh-huh. I played about four hours last night. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, That's pretty I, lengthy. I had some friends that um, were talking about it, and I've been wanting to hop into Diablo 4. I was very excited for it because, what, last December? Uh, f- quite a few months ago, Mike and Joey did their preview on it on this show and they talked about it and I was like, oh, this sounds like a really fun game. And then I went and I read Ryan McCaffrey's preview that popped that same day and I was like, dude, he's making this sound like a game of the year contender. I'm putting this on my radar. I really want to check out Diablo 4, let alone the things I've heard about Diablo over the over the years, right? I know how many mm-hmm. people love Diablo and I know how much Diablo influences other games that I like, like Borderlands and other loot games like that. And so... I've been looking forward to Diablo. It couldn't come out at a worse time for me because not only did Zelda come out um, quite a few weeks ago, but also Street Fighter came out around the same time. And then also we're still in review season where there are games coming up that I got to shift attention to and all this stuff. And so Diablo's been at the bottom of my priority list, but I wanted to at the very least try it out. And so I played about four hours last night, hung, um, uh, hung out in like some of the, the opening areas, did one of the early dungeons. And it's cool. Like so far... I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I can tell that it's not my kind of game. Like that is the it's the least blessing game possible in, in description. I am not really a numbers going up kind of person when it comes to video games. Like maybe if it's like a roguelite type scenario, then the numbers going up thing works on me. But knowing Diablo and knowing that, hey, this is a game that is going to ask you to put in hundreds of hours of time to get the numbers all the way up and mid max and really get into the nitty gritty of like the nerdy numbers things and like equipping all the exact gear that you want that is not my type of game but i have enjoyed my first four hours with it like i I really enjoy the the environments i enjoy how (laughs) devilish it is like that's the thing that it's so gross it's so bloody it's so demonic and i like if i went and i showed this game to myself let's say like a decade ago, let's say a decade and a half ago when I was like a a kid attending youth group at church every single week, it probably would have killed me if I showed it to myself back then. But now I'm playing and now I'm like, oh man, this is one of of the cool games. I didn't know how cool this game was. Right, video games are the devil. Yeah. Yeah, That's what you would have thought. So what class did you roll? Because here's here's what I'll say. I I think it's such a testament to how good the games have been recently that just when I thought, uh, maybe, you know, Tears of the Kingdom is still kind of calling me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just go back and play that. And then I get the itch again for Diablo. And I think it's just so many of the classes are fun to play. I like. I was feeling okay with Rogue, which is like I'm doing like my arrow sort of stuff and I'm dashing all over the place. And then I tried Sorcerer yesterday doing like a bunch of cool lightning powers. And it, it felt so good to do. And it mm. just was visually stimulating. And I immediately was like, oh, my God, now I'm kind of like stuck here. Do I want to start a new rogue character? Because the ones that we started yesterday were hardcore. Mm. So if they die, they're gone forever. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. So, like, I've been feeling the itch to keep going back. But, again, you know, Jeff Keighley burrowed himself out of a whole solid shadow and second review season. Yeah. Like, review season got extended because he saw a shadow. So there's stuff that you and I are also playing, um, redacted stuff that it's really tough to kind of find which way you want to yeah i'm trying to juggle four games like what's that I, and i want to play about? them all yeah yeah that's the tough thing is there's a story later about street fighter but i can't stop playing street fighter like street fighter has taken over my life in a way that i didn't expect especially coming off of zelda which zelda was the one where i i'm probably almost maybe 100 hours into zelda maybe past that i've not checked my hours in a while but i i couldn't foresee myself separating out from that game and then street fighter came through and now all i want to do is play street fighter i'm i'm already past the 40 hour mark of street fighter and like 
I am probably going to play hundreds of hours of this game. By the time we get to the end of the year, I can't stop playing it. But now I have Diablo on my list. And Diablo, it's not gotten its hooks in me yet. Right. You know, that's where, that's where I'm at with it. I could see myself easily dropping off because we're so low on time. Blessing but, the what? The the sorcerer? The, the rogue. I'm a, I'm a rogue You're a right rogue, now. okay. Yeah, I'm a rogue right now. But yeah, like, it's that plus Summer Game Fest is happening, so we're going to be out of town for quite a few mm -hmm. days. It's... There's there's a lot going on, but yeah, I'm rocking the rogue. I right now what my abilities are. I have my like arrow that follows people, um, and then I have like a stabby move, and then I have like a stabby stabby move where I, flurry, my, yeah, like yeah, a stab yeah. flurry type thing. Um, the and, let me just tell you right now, the barrage kicks ass. Yeah, move to the barrage because it just like shoots arrows a bunch of different places. But if you're right in front of somebody, it's like shooting a shotgun where they're gonna get all of the pellets, mm -hmm. and then. Once you keep on leveling up, you add like shadow damage to all of your stuff, or you could add poison damage to all of your different attacks. So then, when you go into a fight, you pop that damage thing, and then I throw like a a, a stun bomb to stun a, a whole kind of uh, mm -hmm. little pack of enemies, and then I barrage, and then also my arrows are ricocheting off of people, and it just keeps on getting better and better. The one thing I will say though is like it's for me. It's, uh, Playing it more and more, I thought it was just going to be a numbers go up game. Mm -hmm. But some of these boss fights are like really fun and really well designed and remind me of boss fights in any sort of top down game like a Hyperlight Drifter or Cult of the Lamb or Hades, where, you know, the bosses have like their set design patterns of yeah. these waves of damage to go. So you need to be here. But then when it shoots that thing, it's an AoE and you need to dash away like. It, it, the boss fights are a lot more involved than See, I thought they'd be, and that, it's really fun. And that's where I got last night, to where I was finally like, oh, this is actually really fun, where yeah. it was a big boss fight. It was toward the end of a quest where you're looking for a girl's mother, and girl's mother has been like, you know... But Lilith has like persuaded her or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, and I got to that, and I got to the end of that, uh, got to the end where there's a boss fight, and that was the first time I died, and I was like, oh, I gotta actually like implement yeah. some skill here i gotta pay attention and i feel like i've been learning things about my own like what i look for in video games through playing this one because as i was playing a, a lot of the segments of that dungeon i was like man i think i would prefer something that is more actiony like i think i am more of a you know it is about the dashes and the reflexes and the action right and that that boss fight was where i started to get that and, I, yeah. and that felt like such a good thing and you know my friend meg who i was playing with last night also mentioned that hey if the game doesn't feel great to play respect your character like respect until it feels great to play like that is how you're gonna find find the fun in it and i think that opened up some stuff for me where i might go online see if people have guides on how to spec characters to play certain ways because I do want to play the game like that. I do want to play the game where it is, all right, put this thing down. All right, dash over here, shoot arrows over here, shoot my barrage. Like, I want to be in the flow of it in a way that feels way more involved than numbers go up and I do more damage because that's not as fun to me. Yeah, instead of just mindlessly sitting there holding a button to attack yeah. and then move to this attack, like, yeah, the future boss fights get even more and more involved and kind of tougher to navigate, and it's a lot more fun. They get super involved. I really, really enjoy it. Hell yeah. Andy. Anyway, that's our Diablo 4 review, everybody. Thanks there for watching go. on Patreon. Uh, before we get into the world report, I want to shift gears because we got a question in from Anonymous. And the question was so good that I decided to put it as our headline, okay. at least for the moment. Of Easy. course, things can always change. But for now, I want to start off with this question. Uh, Anonymous writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, Hey, KFGD crew. I saw you guys did your Summer Game Fest predictions on Gamescast and your Xbox Showcase predictions on Xcast, but I noticed there were no Ubisoft Forward predictions. Although maybe not as exciting as those other two shows, there's still a lot that could be revealed. So I put together a little series of bets. Answer yes or no to whether you think the following will show up at Monday's Ubisoft Forward. Before we even get into it, Andy, what's your, I guess your hype slash anticipation level for Ubisoft Forward? I mean, unfortunately, it's it's just kind of very very low. Yeah. Right. And that may be that may be for the better of the showcase because it might surprise me in ways that I wasn't expecting. But um, I think you know when it comes to Assassin's Creed, a franchise that I have tried to love and tried to get into, and have just discovered that it's not for me. And I know that people love it, and I'm not trying to say anything about bad about the franchise i just like every time a new one comes out i try to play it and i just eventually like you always do the oh is this the one that brings me in this could be the one yeah um and unfortunately i've just never quite you know gotten into it um but it just like when i look at their list of ip nothing really excites me a whole lot 
Um, except for this sort of like, you know, I'm super interested in seeing what an Avatar game could be. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in seeing in what their Star Wars game can be. But aside from that, like, I loved The Division 2. This Heartland game, having survival mechanics built in, like, that seems like something I want to get down with and play with Greg Miller, because I know he's going to be super into it. If I could just snap my fingers, it would be The Division 3, and it would just be the newest iteration of it, new setting. And I know Heartland is a new setting as well, but Heartland being free-to-play and kind of introducing a lot of mechanics that seem like, oh, this is what free-to-play games do now. I'd prefer just the Division 3, here's a straight-up big-ass game, because I had a lot of fun with that video game. And now being able, now that I'm like keyboard mouse player and I feel a lot more comfortable, and I definitely enjoy a third-person shooter a lot playing on keyboard mouse, the Division 3 would be it. Um, but looking down the list, it's like, I don't care too much about Watch Dogs. I don't... Far Cry is a very, very like hit-or-miss yeah. franchise for me. And unfortunately, I'm, not a whole lot. I'm right there with you. Like, it's, it's funny because I, I, we've asked this question to, I think, everybody. Tim was, the, I think, the first one to be like, yeah, I'm just not excited for this thing. I think Greg's a little bit more on the excited side, but I know, I know he's not even going crazy over it. I'm not going crazy over it either. And I'm, for a lot of the same reasons, I'm not an Assassin's Creed person, even though the Assassin's Creed, I believe Red is the one that's going to take place in Japan and mm-hmm. Hexy. Both those intrigue me. You know, I'm, I'm open to the idea of playing those because I really like those as settings, those at least those ideas. Um, but then, yeah, things like Watch Dogs, things like Far Cry. I haven't been super into Far Cry since Far Cry 3. Um, and like the Ubisoft open world side of things doesn't do thing, do, do it for me. I'm not a big Ubisoft open world person. I do, I do think the Tom Clancy games actually have more of a like more of a chance to resonate with me because I do I did enjoy Division 2. I loved Rainbow Six Siege, right? And like you so you put you put Tom Clancy on the box, I think there's a more more likelihood that I'm going to be more into it than a Ubisoft open world like general kind of game. Like even a I didn't play the last few um Ghost Recons, but knowing what Ghost Recon is, if they announced a new Ghost Recon that was a follow-up to Wildlands, the idea of playing that on stream with you and Mike and Nick, that sounds like a really fun time. Yeah. That could that that could get me excited. Yeah, I totally agree. And also I think about like Ubisoft right now in the last couple years of Ubisoft has really reminded me of this is kind of a, a stretch but stick with me. It reminds mm-hmm. me of uh Google mobile development in the last like 10 years where Google would come out with an app and then it would get shut down within like a year and mm-hmm. they would make a new version of that ma- app and it would get shut down within a year. And they're, they're, it, they're, they feel like they're just in this experimentation phase to see what works. And when we look at like, you know, I know Riders Republic is hitting season 12 now already or whatever, season four. Mm-hmm. And we all looked at that. We're like season four, wait, what happened to two and three, you know, uh, Riders Republic seems like one of those games that even though it's, Definitely probably one of the titles that has lasted the longest. I think about Roller Champions. I think about that one sort of rumored Fortnite Battle Royale looking game that kind of got leaked and then got immediately taken away. X Defiant seems a much more tangible product now, now Mm. that it's seen a lot more betas. But for a while there, it looked like at any moment X Defiant could just get the axe and be like, all right, actually, we're not doing that X anymore. Defiant, though, is wild because X Defiant, you know, we, I I think we did the original, like, Alpha or whatever years ago, and I came out of it being like, all right, like, it's just another one of these, and then we played X Defiant recently when the, that beta came out, mm-hmm. and I think I came out of it being like, oh, this is good. Like, this is, and like, that, even just that, this is good was a very positive, like, glowing thing out of a Ubisoft game yeah. that's coming off of Roller Champions and, like, extraction and a bunch of other ubisoft games that have come and come and gone like it's uh, x defiant is good it's not like it's not call of duty it's not you know it, it doesn't feel like it's going to take over the world but even the idea of oh this is solid like this actually works pretty well is enough for me to be like very positive on it which i think is telling for the ubisoft catalog currently i would love a big rainbow six siege update something mm-hmm. enough to bring in the new casual sort of user who's you know maybe i'm somewhat interested in going back to siege and not that i ever really played it in any serious manner but in the same way that counter-strike 2 has me uh that csgo 2 has me excited to kind of go check that out because Mm -hmm. i know that cs1 i just feel like i wouldn't even be able to last in a game and i would not that I'd be able to last in a CS2 game either, but i'm interested in seeing like i feel like you would like siege a lot this is kind of like a brand new 
this is a brand new version of what we've been working on. New engine, new lighting. It's all sort of been up and all the old maps have been kind of retouched and, you know, everything looks new now. Hop back in all these new players. That's yeah. where I feel like, oh, cool. I, I do actually want to hop into I'd be so Rainbow down Six for like Siege a, now. Siege, a Siege 2 that's taking yeah. advantage of the power of new gen consoles and maybe put it on like a even more powerful engine and have the destruction stuff be even more in depth. That sounds like a really cool thing. But without further ado, I want to get into these bets from Anonymous who wrote in, right? And so these are all yes or no based on whether or not we think they're going to be there. Starting off with Assassin's Creed Red. Yes, because I, I feel like that's maybe one of the only things that can be shown. Mm. I'm going to say no because I think it's going to be all on Mirage. I think Mirage is going to be the, the, the focus because they've already talked about the fact that Mirage is going to be there. And because Red and Jade are further out, and I also think there's going to be that VR game. Um, I think that's probably enough to Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft Ford. Unless which they... one's Red? Which one's Jade? Which one's Infinity? So Red is Japan. <laughs> Jade is the VR one. Hexy is the Witch Trials one. Infinity is the whole package. Infinity is like this new, in which they, it's, they've been kind of vague about, but it is kind of the new like live we're just treating this, treating this all as one thing. It, it's like the platform that they're going to be releasing, like Red and Hexion. And also... Uh, There's going to be roster updates every... <laughs> every yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, really quick, you're wrong. Jade is the mobile one. Jade is the one oh, that I think Jade's is the mobile uh, one? in China or something like that. Or like... I forget exactly what the setting was because I remember they announced that one first and everybody was like, is this like the rumored like Japan one that they were going to do? This is so different. And then mm. later on, they announced Red. I'm thinking of Nexus. That's my bad. Uh, um, the next one is Assassin's Creed uh, Jade. I could see Jade more than either Red or Hexy just because it is a mobile uh, game and that seems like... You can kind even, of stand that off, you know? Yeah, you and know. It, even the little bit that we saw it felt a little bit further along than those other bigger projects, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got some sort of little uh, update for that. Splinter Cell Remake. E yes, only because I think that they need to have one big explosive... Bam, here's the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that there's any other, bam, here's the fucking thing explosive. See, I think the here's the fucking thing explosive is Star Wars. Um, and so I'm going to say no on Splinter Cell Remake. Because I don't think it's ready yet. From what we got the job postings about it, like the original announcement, I feel like a year ago, a year or so ago. I think they're still probably so early on it that like, I don't think they're ready yet to, to fully announce it. Uh, next up, we got updates. I mean, they did show Beyond Good and Evil 2 about That's true. six years ago, five years ago. That had to stop ago. them before. Uh, updates to any of the following. Riders Republic, Rainbow Six Extraction, or Roller Champions? No Roller Champions. Uh, yes for Riders Republic. And it'll be a similar to like a Just Dance sort of thing. Mm. New season out. Yeah, you can... Sean White's here. Oh, Fucking... Good. The, the, the Flying <laughs> Tony Tomato. Hawk's here. The Flying Tomato. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like a, hey, new season, this theme... Murder, <laughs> which is you're just you killing people on the kill slopes, yeah, with, with your bike, you hide the run. body, yeah. God. Uh, I'm gonna say oh, that's actually a good call for Riders Republic. I'm gonna say yes on Riders Republic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no for Rainbow Six Extraction and no for Roller Champions. Rainbow Six Extraction was actually pretty good. All right, and I feel like I, I still feel bad for Snowback Mike who got completely robbed on the Metacritic score. Oh, did he have that on his thing? Yeah, back at, yeah, last year he had it like, do you think it's an 8 out of 10? I was like, yeah, I think so. I think it's like a really good game, but it, look, I, I'm an apologist for Extraction. <laughs> I had a lot of fucking fun with that game. Next up, next up Ubisoft's, Ubisoft Massive's Star Wars game. I mean, you're kind of getting me hyped up on it, so I'm going to say yes. I'm yeah. going to say yes, and it's going to look super great, and it will not uh, look the way it looks in this trailer when it comes out. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm going to say I think it's a lock, um, just based on them talking about it at the top of the year. and like It feels right. It feels like the right time for a Ubisoft Star Wars game to, to get announced. Next up, Skull and Bones. Do we see Skull and Bones? No. I think that... Skull and Bones will be a sort of shadow release, and they're not going to really talk about it because at this point it is just memed to hell. That doesn't have a release date currently, right? That got delayed into oblivion. I'm going to say yes with another. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes with another release date. 
Like when I, if I see a Skull and Bones trailer or prediction thing, all I imagine is Logan Roy from Succession saying, "You are not serious people. You are not." <laughs> Like, that's Seriously. all I picture. Like, there's no way you can do this again. Halfway through season four, Andy. Oh. Yeah, yeah you're oh, cruising. Yeah. yeah. Cruising for a bruising. Also, don't, uh, weirdly enough, Google Skull and Bones and see what comes up at the very top uh, under sponsored. So are you that, doing, are you typing out the and or the ampersand? It doesn't I, matter. I'm typing up the and. I'm typing out the and. Under sponsored. That was, uh, that, that gave me a little bit of a, sh- a shock there. Does it not pop up for you? I, I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Okay. What is it? Hold on. I'm, I want to show y'all without showing the kids. I got like the C results about. Oh. <laughs> oh. Bro, what are oh. you? What, what, what's going it's on? It's an underwear brand. What's going yeah. on with the cookies on that computer? Dude, I have no. Because I did not clue. get this I at all. I haven't been here in almost a week. I don't know what Kevin's doing on this computer. It's anymore. it's an underwear brand. Huh. Bunch of bulges. Huh. Skull and bulges. Uh, and boners. That was a better one, yeah. <laughs> Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope DLC out today. Oh, I don't know about out today, but I mean, I feel like we will see something there. Yeah. You just need to have a... Ver- if you're Ubisoft, you need to have a variety of different IP there, and it's going to look like... It needs to look and feel like an old school sort of Ubisoft thing, similar to EA where here's Apex, here's Madden. Like, you yeah. know, like that's what they're going to try to do both here. sides. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I think we we for sure see it there. I think we see it with a release date. Out today might be too much. Maybe I mean, that'd be great. Maybe but... out next week. <laughs> yeah. Out I mean, they teased soon. the Rayman shit forever ago, and it's just never. Ha- I don't think it's the Rayman stuff has happened yet. I want to say they teased DLC for Sparks of Hope recently. I would put well, out. That's out- what I'm saying. They teased Rayman for as DLC. Oh, was that Rayman? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would put out out today, but don't hold us to it. That's what I would put on the big like graphic. <laughs> out today but like check back over the week yeah. <laughs> but if we don't don't be mad all right uh beyond good and evil 2 no no absolutely not Prince i don't of- th- i i am at the point where i've given up on i think that is vaporware i think skull and like because people in chat were saying skull and bones is vaporware i think legally they have to put that again no yeah skull and bones is not vaporware that just uh, again I think they made a deal with a whole country i'm pretty sure for yeah skull and bones. I, th- I thought it was i thought it was china Skull and Bones Country Pact. Let's see what happens if I pact. <laughs> I'm going to get some historical of Yeah, they are legally, like, binded. It's, they, they it's have Singapore. It's Singapore. Singapore, okay. Yeah, Ubisoft, this is from the gamer. Ubisoft is still making Skull and Bones because the deal with the Singapore government won't let it die. Which is just an incredible statement. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole, that's like a no-clip documentary. I need a documentary. Or like a Jason Schreier yeah. deep dive. But yeah, we're not going to see Beyond Good and Evil 2. I think that is vaporware, unless they have some, some dealing with, like, Ghana or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, this has to come out. Uh, Prince of Persia Saves a Time remake. No. No, absolutely Especially not. after that recent social post. Yeah. Uh, a new Far Cry game. Negative. I think we get a spinoff. I think we get... What was the last oh, one? Sure. Six? Oh, shit. I yeah. think we get Far Cry... Yeah, you know how we get primal. And I like guess I always forget that their spinoffs are standalones and not necessarily just DLCs. Like Blood Dragon and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. I, we get Far Cry on the beach. I can't think of a new. We get Far Cry. What's a setting that they haven't? Far done Cry yet? Baywatch. Far Cry Baywatch. Perfect. Yeah. A new Watch Dogs. Just saving people dra- uh, from drowning. New Watch Dogs. You know, yes. I'm gonna say oh. yes. Oh, I'm gonna say no. Because Watch, Do- Watch Dogs Legion was what 2020? 2020? No yeah. way. It was at the end of that year because that was the it was like a launch title. It was during the pandemic? Yeah. God. I could have sworn that was like 2018, 2019. It feels like it, it just like it was a bit further ago. But yeah, I'm gonna say no. I don't think we're ready yet. Um a twenty twenty three release date for the Division Heartland. Yes. Yes, I'm also gonna say yes. Only because I feel like they have to. Like, I, I like that they have right now their shareholders are like you fucking better you better release this game all right we're gonna rapid fire the rest of these uh 2023 release date for avatar no 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 shot actually you know what i'm gonna get spicy i'm gonna say yes oh wow i'm gonna say yes uh a 2023 release date for the crew Mortarfest. yes no i hope so i really hope so um x defiant is out now i'm gonna say yes i think that's a pretty strong call i think that's yeah coming off that beta that feels right. Yeah, I uh, mean, but it's also like their fourth beta or something. Like the amount of open, the amount of closed alphas and closed betas that they've had, where you get that email and it's like, 
hey, ready to play X to Fine? It's like, is this going on right now? Or did you like schedule this email at a wrong time? <laughs> like, uh, I, I do think that that's a very plausible announcement. A new Tom Clancy mobile game. Sure. Why the fuck? I feel like not? we get one of those every why single not? one of these forwards. And so I'm going to say yeah. sure. Uh, a new Rayman. No. No. I would love one, but no. Is UBR still a thing? Not really. Dang. Yeah. A new, or no, For Honor 2. An- another IP that you kind of forget exists. Yeah. And then you realize that, like, oh, there's still a decent amount of people. People love game. For Honor. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say no, because I feel like For Honor is going to continue in the Rainbow Six Siege sort of path of just releasing more and more updates. And mm. there's, I don't know if we ever get this, the sequel of it, you know? For Honor Extraction extraction shooter <laughs> there's but it's like melee still yeah it's an extraction melee okay game. you're just beating down aliens goopy aliens and then the last one here a new season of mythic quest announced no is it weird that like i fucking love mythic quest does dude. it seem like yeah, mythic it's, it's weird that like the this video game company their their only win in the last couple of years is a tv show <laughs> that's crazy to me because they're like they got Rob McKelly. Yeah, they're not internally developing it, and that's the only reason why. I mean, but they're do, they're having like they're doing a lot for it. They're, they're like consulting. And they're stuff, consulting, yeah. and they have oh, like yeah. they I make mean, the assets for the games that show up in in Mythic Quest. Yeah. Hmm. Listen, I'll count it as a win. But and they I'm, also just use a lot of like Assassin's Creed B roll for a lot of like the interstitial stuff. It's fun to where I'm like, oh, that's Odyssey. Oh, that's Valhalla. That's uh, yeah, that's fun. Um, Is it McElhenney? McElhenney, McElhenney. I said McElhenney. Um, I I'll say yeah. <laughs> I don't think we get a trailer. I think there's like some kind of mention, even if it's season three was so successful. I think we get some mention of Mythic Quest because it is a win. Do you think we get another announcement of a new series of any type? Oh, oh they do have that spinoff series. Yeah, you're right. The one with Ashley Birch. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we yeah, maybe we hear more. That about would be that so one. dope. I, th- I think that. so. Yeah. Uh, one that I want to throw out. Because we haven't seen a release of this series in four years, and I would love for it to come back. It's time for a new Trials game, because I fucking love Trials. Oh, it's been, yeah. It's been so long since Rising, and I think it's time to bring that fun crew back. So, Trials is one of those, another IP that I, I never know whether a new one came out last year or six years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to Grandma Legend in chat. Grandma Legend, of course, uh, had their game show off during the um, Gorilla Collective um, which I'm blanking on the name right now. Space, Super Space... Super Space Club. Super Space Club. Shout out to Grand Le- Grand Legend also said, what's the news today? If you haven't noticed, it's a slow news day because yeah. we haven't even gotten to the Roper Report yet. <laughs> Strap in, everybody. We're about to get to it. Today's stories include more Persona 3 remake rumors, Street Fighter 6 is getting more praise and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGE right in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new episode of The Blessing Show is up right now featuring an interview with Jeff Keighley, a game announcement, and a whole bunch more it's a 16 minute video feature all about how to announce a video game uh, that is available over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and bless you're looking swole dude thank you i was i was a bit self-conscious wearing that sweater i'm not gonna lie a lot of really people cool. in the live chat yesterday bless for saying you look real good in that sweater, yeah thank so. you ring fit adventure everybody <laughs> it does wonders I'd, honestly <laughs> after that video i was like I, I i looked over to Alyssa. i was like yo do we still have ring fit <laughs> for a oh, second yeah. i thought you were wearing uh those like Shoulder pads that Kanye West was wearing. Oh, that makes him look like a Street Fighter Six yeah. character. <laughs> God. Um, and then a new kind of funny X cast is up, where the crew gives their predictions for the Xbox Game Showcase. And then remember on YouTube in the live stream, there's going to be a 30 minute post show where Mike comes in to talk to us KFGD hosts about your YouTube super chat questions. Uh, over on the Patreon, a new episode of the Shit List is up, where me and Roger break down IGN's list of the top 
10 Spider-Man movies. So tune in for that. Um, thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today, Rocky by Amazon, Shady Rays, and BetterHelp. But we'll tell you about that probably in a little bit. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have four stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting with our number one. P3RE domain update suggests that a Persona 3 remake announcement is coming. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. P3RE.jp has seen an update to its domain today, suggesting that the rumored Persona 3 remake could be announced in the near future. Courtesy of PersonaCentral.com, the website says that similar updates uh, were present for the P5T domain before it was officially revealed, as well as a series of other domains connected to Persona. Persona Q2, Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, Persona 5, Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight, Catherine Fullbody, Persona 5 Royal, all received domain updates before announcements and teases, Persona Central says. A Persona 3 remake first originated on Reset Era in September 2022 by user, I think that's Lolly Lulelo. Yeah, just say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's Loli Lolilo. That's close enough. Loli Lolilo. Uh, the user claimed that both uh, Persona 3 Portable re-release and Persona 3 Remake were in development. Lolly Lulelo mm-hmm. would soon, soon gain the trust of their claims after it was later announced that Persona 3 Portable Remastered would release for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch platforms. According to the user, the Persona 3 Remake will combine the original two versions of the game into one definitive edition. The, pers- the original Persona 3 had Persona 3 FES with an epilogue chapter taking place after the original game and Persona 3 Portable which had a playable female protagonist and new social links with characters. All right, cool. So, this I, has been rumored for a little bit already. Yeah, blessing. I have a uh, very little input here and very little insight here. Mm-hmm. The only thing I will say is the Persona 3 logo doesn't make it look like a Persona game and that's your in-depth insider insight mm-hmm. from Andy. Barry, is the, do we see the Persona 3 logo in this trailer? I've I'd just like always thought that whenever like analysis. I don't know if we see it. I think trailer. whenever I think of like Persona, I think of like the flashiness and the coolness of like four and five. And oh, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. The, this logo. <laughs> anytime I see this logo, I'm like, this does not look like what I think of when I think of a Persona game now. That's fair. And a lot of it is like, you know, time has passed and I wasn't really aware of these games' existence when mm-hmm. they did release. But somewhere, Andrew Goldfarb's freaking out. And so is one Barrett Courtney. Yeah. And I'm also, all, I'm, I'm also freaking yeah. out because. I've never played all the way through Persona 3. I started it when it came out um, earlier this year, the remastered version. But it's that thing where a bunch of games come out, I get distracted. And also, there's the old games old thing to it, too, where I start playing it. And I'm like, man, this is taking me back. But then also... I wish these mechanics were there. Yeah, I wish wish they were tweak these things here. I wish it felt more modern. And then also, I know that I'm playing... I know that I'm only getting, I guess, half of an experience. Half might be putting it too much. But like... The article mentions it, right? That there are these two versions of Persona 3, and both of them are missing features from the other. And so them putting out a remake that has all the features we want, and then also, you know, remake implies that this shit is... More modern sensibilities of, like, a Persona 5. Exactly. And hopefully, like, an updated art style. I would love an art style for Persona 3 that takes so much of the polish uh, that we saw in Persona 5 and applies it to that. I I think there's a lot of potential here. I think that could be really cool. I think... I, I buy it also. Like, I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this at Xbox. Is this another one of those 70 to 130 hour games? Yeah. Uh, Persona, well, it depends on, you know, um, how, you how creative they get with like what they like add to a remake. I doubt that they would want to add any extra story stuff on top of the original stuff and uh, FES if they include FES uh, or the uh, whatever the epilogue chapter is called i always forget um the sub-zero in chats asks no such thing as old game is old uh, i disagree i, I, I disagree th- and it's weird that I, I think the only generation that maybe applies to is like the ps164 era mm-hmm. that and a little bit of the PS2 i think the era. ps2 era yeah yeah, po- yeah i because this is ps2 but i do think that there was a big ass uh leap in in like visual fidelity going from ps1 PS2. to ps2 mm-hmm. and um Whenever I look at and play games from that era where you talk about, um, you know, not every game was made with a right stick analog in mind. Yeah. Every game kind of had its sort of look to it. Those are the games I'm like, ah, old game is old. And that's kind of... Mm-hmm. And I'm not... Game. Like, when it comes to the old game is old thing, I'm not... I don't even take to the extent of Greg Miller, who Greg Miller will dismiss, dismiss so much because old, old, old game is no, old. No, yeah. 
But like I and I fucking love old games. I played Banjo Kazooie for the first time in like 2018, and I fucking loved it. Right, like I'm totally down to revisit things from certain eras, especially like N64, PS1 era. Funny enough, I think I have an easier time going back to than the PS2, Xbox era mm. for if I'm playing a game that I haven't played before. Mainly because they're so simple, <laughs> and there's something I think there's something that's kind of nice about jumping into a Banjo Kazooie, and it is what it is. Like it's not trying to do too much. Where the PS2 generations where the like capability you started to have more capability to do more things and there was a lot of experimentation and i feel like that's where i was like man things are kind of wonky with the way that like this thing controls and i have i have two analog sticks here but why aren't we using the right stick the way that it should, <laughs> it should be being used like ps3 started to be where things really started to modernize and then ps4 i think really took it all the way all the way there but yeah like i per, persona that me saying old game is old isn't me dismissing persona 3 and saying don't play persona 3 or whatever you know it's more so me being like I would rather play a remake of Persona 3. I wish the quality of (laughs) life improvements were there. Especially with, like, portable, like, has the... It still has the social aspect stuff, but it's not as, like, free controllable and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then you go to, yeah, Persona 3. You play Persona 5 also, and then Mm. try to go back to Persona 3. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, like, uh, the original Persona 3 that was... One where you couldn't control directly control the moves of your party, like you could suggest, like, "Hey, I want you to be aggressive, or I want you to focus on healing and stuff like that." But at the end of the day, it's kind of rolling the dice on what they would actually do, which uh, could fuck up a lot of strategy uh, that you might have in mind for for certain things. Uh, to go back to your question, though, Andy, I would say I th- I'm pretty sure Persona Three is like somewhere in that like 70 to 80 hour range um and i feel like it, unlike persona 5 like a lot more of the balance between story and gameplay there's like a little bit more of like grinding stuff that you have to do in persona 3 if i remember correctly um which again would be interesting to see w- how they try to handle that for a remake of uh like bringing back that that level of grind and that level of just like getting lost and fighting shadows and stuff over and over again what would, you, what would be your biggest request for a remake parrot of persona 3 uh to not lose the visual identity of persona 3 my one fear of like we we talk about you know it would be cool to like have a little bit of the more modern top shops of i assume you know like that leaked footage that we saw like a month ago i think of it seemed like persona 3 uh more in like the persona 5 engine um that stuff is nice, but I, I fear that they're going to try to, like, make it a little too aesthetically closer to Persona 5 that I don't want it. Persona 3 is such a time capsule in I don't know, just, like, uh, like overall Japanese storytelling, uh, especially when it comes to, like, anime and stuff. So mm. I would want it to kind of keep that a little bit of that darker tone compared to 4 and 5. Um, and just, you know, keep that same soundtrack because that soundtrack's fucking sick as hell. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about the idea because, yeah, Persona 4 is one of my favorite games ever. Persona 5, I was thinking about Persona 5 earlier in the week, actually, just about how fucking good that is, like, good that so game good. is. Like, I, I, I think whenever, and I, I'm starting to understand how Barrett's played Persona 5 19 times in the last five years, right? It's the fact that when I get far enough from Persona 5 and I start thinking about it, I'm like, man, what a good game that was. It's that game had style. Food, man. It's comfort food. And I played, that's a 120 hour game and I've already played it twice between the OG and Royal. And now I'm starting to get a hankering. I'm like, yo, maybe I'll play it a third time. Maybe I'll go back and play Persona 5 Royal again. Or I could finally play Mass Persona Effect 5 Strikers. 2. Or Mass Effect 2, I guess, but <laughs> it ain't no Persona. You know what I mean, Barrett? <laughs> ain't no Persona 5. But yeah, this is cool. I hope it happens at Xbox. Or at least I hope it happens this week, whether at Summer Game Fest or Xbox. But I think it'll happen at Xbox. That will be my prediction for it. Because that's where... Bear, correct me. That's where we got the remasters. Yeah, that was when it was first announced. Was at the Xbox thing, but I think very quickly after, you know, Nintendo was like, "Hey, it's on our stuff," and Steam was like, "Hey, it's over here too." So, yeah, yeah maybe we could see it at a uh, at Xbox. That would be that would be pretty big, especially with the rumors of, uh, I, I think Persona Six or per, uh, something else Persona related being PlayStation exclusive uh, still. Um, I, I think so. that every year there's always been a really big sort of uh persona sega atlas thing going on with xbox there's always like a hey these games never existed here these games have never been on this platform Mm -hmm. and i feel like every year that does sort of happen where there is some sort of big announcement and i i wouldn't be too surprised if we saw this announcement at the xbox thing well we'll have to wait and see for now though 
Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. For now. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be amazon.com slash summer game fest because guess what this summer there's gonna be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like final fantasy 16 armored core 6 diablo 4 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 exo primal assassin's creed mirage <gasps> the list goes on and on you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode do you want to look as cool as i look Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for you listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're back with story number two. Street Fighter Six is the second game in a month to earn a coveted Famitsu 40. This is from Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. Street Fighter VI has become the 29th game to receive a perfect score in respected Japanese magazine Famitsu just weeks after the 28th. As reported by Ryo Kutia, 2089, issue 1801 of the weekly publication, which will arrive on Japanese shelves on Thursday, gives the game a score of 40. Famitsu game reviews are played by four different reviewers, with each, game, with, with each giving the game a score out of 10. A Famitsu 40 then occurs when all four writers unanimously give the game a 10. I'm going to pause there and say, why don't we have a kind of funny 20? Right? Because me, you, Greg, and Tim each, each give a game a 5. Well, it's also like Famitsu 40 sounds so cool. Yeah. Like, kind of funny 20 kind of rhymes. It's, the, it's basically... But it's, is it always just four people reviewing a game? 
I think they always have four people reviewing. I games. mean, if it's Nintendo, no, we I'm never get a code. In, we oh, never get a code. I see. I see. I see. Nintendo sends one code. You know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's always a problem. Yeah. This is basically the the Paul Hollywood hand trick, though, and I really appreciate that. I think God of War Ragnarok technically got the kind of funny twenty. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I forget if we. I guess we got to wait until you guys beat all, all finish Zelda before we can give Zelda the possible kind of funny twenty. Because mm-hmm. I think that could be the next up. But I'm gonna make this a thing. We got to make this a thing. The kind of funny fat five. Yeah, but it's got to equal up to 20, though. Because Fumitsu has a 40. If anything, we should, we should like, up our review scale. Because I want to overtake Fumitsu. <laughs> like, can we do, like, add a kinda 25? Kind of funny 50. Kind of funny 50. Because yeah. 50 just sounds a lot cooler. 50 is a lot cooler. Because it's a KF50. Like, it's all alliteration. Or, like, 50. we just, like, up them by one. Like, kind of funny, kind of funny 41. Kind of 40. And, like, we rank all of our games out of 10.25. I'm done. Let's do it. Continuing the article, uh, this is only the 29th game, uh, 29th time a game has received a Fumitsu 40 since the magazine was first published in June 1987, making it an exceptionally rare feat. Uh, it is also the first Street Fighter game to receive the score. Despite this, Street Fighter 6 is the second game to receive the coveted accolade in the space of a month after The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom also got a 40 in issue 1798. It still remains to be seen if Street Fighter VI will become a member of an even more exclusive club, games that have received both a Famitsu 40 and an Edge 10. So Edge also has, like, a coveted number. Well, I mean, it sounds like they're trying to do the Famitsu 40 thing, but Edge 10 just doesn't work. Does, it does, yeah, no, it doesn't roll off the doesn't, tongue. Doesn't like, quite work funny 20. This is, uh, this is kind of surprising to me yeah? because it is... The fighting game genre, and I think it's really, really hard for a fighting game to surprise you in a way that makes you say, like, oh, this is better than any other fighting game that's ever been put out. Let's give it a 10 out of 10. Like, I understand, you know, how a a single-player action-adventure game would get this score when it comes to, oh, shit, this story was incredible, and this Mm -hmm. story really wowed us, or the character development... Or the visuals, and oh my god, these systems are insane. I, I'm pretty... Th- this feels to me like giving a, like a sports game of Famitsu 40, mm-hmm. which is like... It just feels like, how can we make a genre that is pretty limited, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. 1v1 against each other. There's only so much that can be iterated on and so much that can be improved. I think this is like a... This is m- insanely cool for Street Fighter Six that the sixth iteration in a fighting game franchise mm. is able to get this sort of accolade is really awesome and a huge win for for the FGC. It's it's awesome. Yeah. I See, I compare it more to almost an Overwatch. And I think that comes with its own sense of difficulties as well, where in my review for Street Fighter, you know, before I even got into talking about my score and my own thoughts of it, I, pre, I prefaced it with... The thought and the idea of, hey, my Street Fighter 6 review right now is based on my playtime that I've had, right? And a lot of that playtime was World Tour, which is a mode that I'm not super fond of. Like, I think it has a lot of new ideas. I think it does a lot of cool things, but ultimately, for me, falls short of what it can be. Um, and that was, like, a large amount of my time, right, compared to even me playing online and me playing versus and me playing all the other modes. And so I came out of it being like, okay, no, this is a 4 out of 5, but I'm open to maybe 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 by the end of the year, after yep. I play it for hundreds of hours, maybe it becomes a 5 out of 5. In the last two weeks, this game has already become a 5 out of 5 for me. I fucking love Street Fighter. Like, I even put out a tweet the other day saying that in my new category that I'm coining for Game of the Year, uh, Game of the Year that isn't Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Street Fighter Six is my front runner. Like, if Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was out, Street Fighter Six would be my Game of the Year currently. Like, it is a fucking immaculate game. And that sounds like af- us after Elden Ring last year. Like, exactly. The Game of the Year that isn't Elden Ring. It's like, what's going to be the second place yeah. for, the, for the rest of the year? But, you know, to your, to your you know, mention of, man, giving this a... a Famitsu 40, right? Giving this a, a game of, like, a, that masterpiece status and being able to confidently say oh this is one of the best fighting games or this is the best fighting game you know after years and years of fighting games not being able to attain this status or at least rarely attain this status right because i think soul caliber 2 i i think counterfunny.com says wrong got a 10 from ign and got incredible scores as well street fighter 6 the more i play it the more i am blown away by not just like how many features there are not just by how much the game gives you to 
learn and grow and interact with with other people and the lobby system works but then also if you don't like the lobby system you can just do things on menus and then also partying up it's real easy and really convenient and they give you four different fighting rooms and one custom line there's so there's so much they give you that feels like a step forward and feels just like it, it feels like a lot for fighting games to give you all these things that make the experience so convenient but then when you just break it down to the pure fighting right the pure mechanics of how street fighter match can go i've been so blown away by how much i've been able to grow with just losing using luke and then you know recently switching over to kimberly and going from zero to 100 with kimberly and really um under un, like really understanding oh this is how this character works but then also if i get down this one move this opens up a whole thing for me once i once i understand her quarter circle uh back kick move which is like a spin move that becomes the anti-air that I can use to, like, that can, like, basically turn around and bash for me, right? Like, learning these small mechanics, learning these small the small combos, learning things from the training rooms that they give you, uh, the combo trials, and being able to implement that in-match and having it be a thing that really turns things around and changes up your whole game, it's so in-depth. It's also so accessible and so approachable. Street Fighter Six does almost everything a fighting game can do. Uh, and, yeah, I've in, even, in even the last two weeks, I've fallen in love with it more and more and i i'm I, i'm right there with them right with the famitsu 40 i think that is it's surprising that all of them gave it a, gave it a 10 out of 10 because i do see the shortcomings with world tour and things here and there but for what a fighting game can do i think street fighter 6 gives it like it is it is phenomenal blessing let me um read you some famitsu 40s go for it and this could be a really good shit list um soul caliber oh there you go yeah Mid 240. People fucking love Soul Calibur back in the day. There's some ones on here that I think might have some sort of questionable reactions from the people uh, here in this studio and the kind of funny audience. Because you look at titles like uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Oh. It was generally thought of as like one of the weaker Smash yeah. Bros, right? Going that let's, slower let's, sort of pace. Space Emissary was a game changer. But then you look at Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, it's thought of as one of the best yeah. games ever made, right? Um, and then I'm, I, I keep scrolling, and then I see Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on Wii. God. Everybody, man. It wasn't just IGN at the time who gave it, like, the famous 10. Like, everybody was so high on Skyward Sword. At it's, it's funny because I, I don't necessarily believe in the, oh, it's Zelda, so we're going to give it a 10. Or it's Nintendo, so we're going to score high for Nintendo. I think Skyward Sword is the one exception where, like, I don't, I don't know what y'all were on. I, I don't put myself in this because I was, I was just a baby back in 2011 or when that game came out. Um, I was graduating high school. Yeah. I was graduating high school. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Shout out to Greg Miller. Oh. For being such a Peace Walker no, Greg advocate. Miller worked at Famitsu. I got a Famitsu 40. Um, one of my most recent favorite games that did, be, that did overtake... The Last of Us Part Two in 2020 was Ghost of Tsushima. Got a no way. Mm -hmm. I love Ghost of Tsushima with all my heart. I don't, I don't know. If that's a 10 out of 10 game. That that overtook The Last of Us for me uh, for game of the year. That for you, year. once I replayed oh. it, uh, or once I like actually played through it, which is like I think a year or two later during the pandemic. Um, I think I was just so addicted to the combat, and then the story beats just really blew my mind. Um, it actually, it might have overtaken Last of Us Part Two for me also. Wind Waker's on there. Hell okay. yeah. Nintendogs 2005 got a Famitsu 40. That's a weird one. That's a, that's a that's, pretty odd one. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo, I'm, Nintendogs took over the world, though. You know? Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. No, I, That's debatable, but I, I, I won't, I'm not mad at it. Metal yeah. Gear Solid Phantom Pain. I'm, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it because I fucking, like... <laughs> if you're, that's shocking to me, though. <laughs> That gameplay is so goddamn. I good. mean, the gameplay is immaculate. The story that's, is such a letdown, but the gameplay is some of the best. That's still one of, of the best time. feeling, like third-person yeah. games ever. Um, but we know the shortcomings with the story. We know what happened. Mm -hmm. Kind of. I mean, it's the same way that like I, I there's that difference between a masterpiece and a perfect game, right? Because like I don't Street Fighter uh, Six. I don't think it's perfect because World Tour for me has a lot of issues. Metal Gear Solid Five. I don't think it's perfect uh, because the story has a lot of issues, but. Are they masterful? I think that's a different conversation, and I would say yes to both. Final Fantasy thirteen two. No, <laughs> no. Like it, it gets kind of <laughs> random on here. Some of these titles start to feel a bit random, where you're expecting 
the Mount Rushmore games, you're expecting the Super Mario 64s, mm-hmm. and you were expecting, I was expecting a Metal Gear Solid 1 or a 2, you know, yeah. kind of on the level of, maybe not 2, right? But like, I, I feel like for kind of funny, I know our scoring system is very new, but if we were to go back in time retroactively, like, score games, I feel like we'd have some weird ones. Like, weird ones in the 5 out of 5 set. Like, we all gave Callisto Protocol a 4 out of 5. And, like, you know, I, I, I feel like we have, like, not as hot takes, but, like, I think when you are, when you have a crew that you talk to all the time, and then, like, you're, over time, I think your opinions start to reflect each other. You then have some oddities where it's like, oh, yeah, we all hold hands on this <laughs> weird opinion, but then the rest of the industry has, like, a different view on that same thing. And then everybody goes, kind of funny, your review, how the fuck did you give it a 4 out of 5? And then turns out on Metacritic, like its overall score is like a seventy-eight out of a hundred. You're yeah. like, well, we weren't that off. Yeah, <laughs> like, like what are you talking it's also, about? It's just a personal opinion. Yeah. You know? um, Again, reviews aren't us trying to guess what everybody else is going to give it. Anyway, yeah, that's that. So unfortunately, this article is from 2020. So I'm sure maybe a couple have been given since then, uh, and I'd be more interested in see what those titles are. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, let me just rattle off a few more: Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of an Elusive, of an Elusive okay. Age. Um, which was the 3DS and PS4 title, the one that kind of like got released. Was that the one that was that had trailers at every single? <laughs> yes. I could like I could hear the theme song in oh my head my right gosh. now. Oh my goodness! Uh, People new, love that one. New no, Super that makes sense. New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Very good game. I respect it. I respect it also. <laughs> Vagrant Story uh, on PS1, which I um, back in the day I rented that about maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. Got stuck right at the beginning. Never knew how to get past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need to watch Jeff or Gemini for so long, but then I got past it. Ended up falling in love with that game. Yakuza Five on the list. Five. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't hear people talk about Five that much. I feel like the nerds talk about Five. Like the the Yakuza hardcore. Hmm. Anyway, that's a couple of them. Yeah. Damn. Are there? There's no. There's no. Oh, more, like, Tears of the Kingdom is. Uh, yeah, that was the last. Got one. the Famitsu Forty and the Edge Ten. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. How about that? How about that? Also, how about this? Hideo Kojima is getting a documentary. This is story number three. This is tweeted out um, by Kojima Productions, the, t- uh, the Twitter account, and then also the Hideo Kojima uh, Twitter account, starting with at KojiPro2015. They tweeted out, The trailer of the documentary uh, Hideo Kojima Connecting Worlds is out today. The documentary film will include scenes from the making of Death Stranding and the development process in the studio, too. And then Hideo Kojima also tweeted, uh, trailer is now available ahead of the world premiere. The documentary focuses on behind the scenes of production for Death Stranding and also includes shots from the early days of our independent studio, memories from my childhood, and my creative journey. Today, the trailer has been released uh, ahead of the world premiere at Tribeca Film Festival. Good for you, Kojima. I hope there's like a lengthy section on just uh, taking celebrities and putting them in the, in the room to get them scanned in. This is him and Norman Reedus, and like Norman Reedus being scanned with a literal baby, like an alive baby on his chest. Everybody's souls getting taken out of them and being put into the computer. I I, I hope all the like the scene interstitials, like when you transition from one uh, thing to another, um, it's just uh, yeah, Kojima and Norman Reedus just smoking cigarettes, just like or, on the street. Or it's a it's a codec call between Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. I'm excited to see Guillermo del Toro talk about. I feel like I haven't seen Del Toro talk enough about Kojima as like a creator. You know, I love watching creators talk about other creators. I feel like some of my favorite content is any sort of master of their craft talking about other masters of their craft. Yeah. I love watching NBA players talking about, you know, playing games with LeBron or uh, I love watching old videos of like, Jay Z and Timberland in the studio yeah. and stuff like that, like all that stuff, all, always really interests me. So my favorite was uh, Jamie Fox had an interview talking about when Kanye West approached him for slow jams, and like how Kanye was like, "No, it has to be done this way." Like Jamie Fox is like fucking Jamie Fox. Yeah, right? he was like, like, "Who are you?" Bro? Yeah, way yeah. more seasoned than Kanye West at the time. But and, like it was Kanye West before even his first album, and, and Jamie's like, "Oh yeah, what if we did this, this, and this?" And Kanye's like. No, <laughs> like we got to do it like yeah. this. And Jamie's like, oh, all right, all right, cool. I don't care that you're Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, let's cl- close out the Roper Report with story number four. TMNT Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shellshock DLC adds Usagi Yojimbo. Uh, this is Marcus Stewart at Game Informer. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge keeps the ninja party going with the reveal of its Dimension Shellshock DLC. 
Launching later this year, this upcoming add-on takes the Turtles and their friends through time and space to take on new threats with the help of a familiar ally. Ronin Rabbit, Usagi Yojimbo, uh, joins the game as a playable character. The Samurai Warrior has starred in his own self-titled comic series since the 80s, but many mainstream fans are likely familiar with him from his numerous crossover appearances in TMNT media over the decades. The trailer shows off Usagi's formidable prowess uh, with his katana, such as piercing through multiple foes with a single sword thrust. Dimension Shell Shock also adds an unspecified new game mode, new tracks from composer T-Lopes, and a Ooh. fresh set of color schemes for the playable roster. I'm not a big TMNT person. Like, I watched the cartoon growing up and stuff, but do you guys recognize that rabbit? No. That looks like just a random mascot that failed in the 90s. I've never seen that man before in my life. Kevin says it's a big comic. Kevin, did you see this guy appear in the TMNT stuff, though? Kevin says yes. He says yes. Okay. He's in a He's grill. He's in a grill. Okay. Cool. Well, good for y'all. That's dope. I don't, yeah, again, I, I was always like the kind of uh, hater of this video game. Oh, because oh, you hate beat-em-ups. And I know it's good, but I also like it's in a similar way to where Blessing Adio Jr. doesn't like Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean, like the, TMNT. I mean, I think it's good. It was a great game. I, like the, I love the character, Miles Morales. Just let me, let me, let me roll you know, up, The game you know is good. I mean? Like, I mean, you can go up. You can go up and down. Like snail's pace, bro. Like, Jesus Christ, man. It takes me two hours to go from the top to the bottom. It breaks the balancing of the, the fights, though. I mean, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a beat-em-up. <laughs> I, I, you're going to put through a patch to, like, slower my, the, like, an Elden Ring patch for PvP? Or, like, come on. Use your jump. It doesn't work the same, man. I'm fucking... Ugh, it's annoying, dude. It's saying it's the top 10 of last year. Annoying, dude. I mean, listen. If I picked up Double Dragon today... I'd it was a top 10 last too. year because... Hold on. It's a top 10 last year because Tim played four games. That's fair. That's fair. Thank Name you. two games Tim played this year. Well, no. It didn't hit our top 10 last year. I'm just saying it's a top 10. Oh, it didn't? Oh, no. but I thought I made... I, oh, no, you know what? Tim and I were the only ones who voted for it. I prepped graphics for it for Game of the Year just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Just, in yeah. case. just in case Blessing hit me with a little little surprise no, right there. No, I, I barely... I played... I mean, I was going to say I played only like an hour and a half of that game, but that might be half that game. Yeah, I hit you with a bunch of like random ones to pre-make graphics for. Yeah. Just to throw you off the scent so you wouldn't even know. <laughs> He's made Amy do more work. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there for hours. But hey, it was graphics. a lot of work last year that'll make the following years, because it was the first time we ever made Game of the Year assets for the studio. It's, so it'll make the following years much easier. Baird hit me with a fucking Kevin Feige, like an endgame trailer, throws you off the scent. He's like, hey, can you make graphics for uh, Final Fantasy XII? It's like, that didn't come out this year. Yeah, it's like, that's like, not you a... don't know, dude. You never I know. I don't think that's going to hit make the list. <laughs> uh, Andy, I can't wait to see what makes our Game of the Year list this year. But Game of the Year 2023 is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Nocturnal for Switch, PC, Xbox Series X, and PS5. Quantar for PC. Quantar. Slavic Punk Old Timer for PC. Terminal Velocity Boosted Edition for Xbox One and PS4. And then No Man's Sky's Singularity Update. You think they're going to run out of words for the No Man's Sky updates? Because <laughs> <laughs> like they just be finding like the most like I think but sci-fi. Eventually we'll get to the you know No Man's Sky Quantar uh, Quantar update. update. I think between them, between No Man's Sky and Destiny, they are just they are diving deep into the sources, man. Yeah, dude, they are going in there. This Sean Murray with a dictionary open. This is No Man's Sky, bro. There's no, no this way. Is Quantar. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, if you said yes, I would have believed you. Yeah, there's been so many updates that I just don't know what No Man's Sky looks like anymore. I'm going to open it up. It looks like Tetris. <laughs> I'm like, when did this happen? All right, cool. New dates for you. Enclave HD will be available for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One on June 29th. Even reading the word Enclave makes me want to play a Fallout. Fallout's so good. Uh, Pathia, my time at Sandrock, will officially be launching on Switch, as well as Xbox and PS5 on September 26th. F1 Manager 2023 will launch digitally on July 31st on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, the day before launches on November 10th, 2023 on PC. And then GTA Online San Andreas Mercenaries is coming June 13th on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. The day before, isn't that the one? That's the one. The survival game? 
Is that the one? Is that the controversial one where That's like the very controversial? We didn't see gameplay or whatever. Yeah. All right, we'll see. <laughs> In that case, take that one with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know what? That's the one where they like they got delisted from Steam. Mm, damn, that's, they got they got Cyberpunk. Yeah, that, that rare Cyberpunk trademark dispute promises Steam page will be reinstated. It'll be uh, at the top of Steam wishlist again soon. Now it's time for counterfunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Charles Jacobson writes in and says, um, oh, other F40 fighting games, Soul Calibur, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle. I don't believe it. Um, eh, okay, those are the two he listed. Uh, Silly Boy Barrett writes in and says, <laughs> And says IGN gave Soul Calibur 2 a 9.2. As I read that, I double checked, and it turns out they gave Soul Calibur 1 a 10 out of 10. So there you go. Soul Calibur 1, man. You know? Innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see. Graham of Legend says, You forgot the most important new date. Uh, Super Space Club by Graham of Legend, who's the person writing in, is coming out August 23rd to Xbox and PC. Uh, Graham, you're going to have to um, hit up Tim for a sponsorship in order to get. Proper advertisement for your game. I will say I, pl- I played Super Space Club. Very at, excited for your game. I believe at an indie mix event. No, at Day of the Devs is where I played it. And I played really it on cool my game. home PC. Oh snap! You you stole it. It's a it's a good vibe. It's a real good vibe, and it gets real tough. And I had that sort of sick, ugly mentality that I have during Souls games where I'm like, I'm here for the punishment. Give it yeah. to me. I'm going to oh, keep God. going. That's why I love Street Fighter I'm not so giving much. up right now. Yo, they be beating my ass in Street Fighter. I'm like, more. <laughs> I'm like Kylo Ren in that one scene. Wait, hold up. I just want to bring... I know we're about to start the post-show soon. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can just start it right now and close off the show. But one thing I do want to send to to Barrett, uh, to Assets, is um, more on this, uh, on this The Day Before game. Oh, that sounds like a, a, a post-show joint. And so stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, watching the pod, if you're listening to the podcast, head over to YouTube if you want to hear us talk about the day before and the controversy around it. But for now, tomorrow's hosts are going to be me and Tim Ma freaking Gettys. Uh, I, thought we're, I, I don't know why I thought we were going to go into an ad, and so I sensed myself. Tim motherfucking Gettys. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching this live, of course, we're about to do the 30-minute post show with, with Mike where he comes in, uh, talks about your YouTube Super Chat questions, and we hang out for a bit and have a good time. Remember this. It's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.